0: Hello, I am Annette Renee. Have you been through trauma in your life? Have you been healing and ready to move on now? Are you wanting to go from trauma to adventure and go with confidence? This is for you. This show is called Survivors Traveling Lightly. Welcome to Survivors Traveling Lightly. I am so thankful that you are here today. I hope you have had a blessed week and enjoyed wonderful weather outside. I am having a great time. I've enjoyed my summer break. I do have a big adventure plan this weekend. I am going to go out and go hiking and camping and playing in little creeks and water for a couple of days. We are going to be in Sulphur in Oklahoma. It may get a little warm. We'll just have to see how the weather goes. I hope you are ready for a God-given message. I was trying to figure out this morning what I was going to go over. I was praying and I got an idea, but I wasn't sure that that's where I wanted to go. As I was doing some other chores around the house, I really started just getting way down. And I realized the reason that I was was because evidently that is what I'm supposed to be covering today. Otherwise, I wouldn't have gotten that down and that negative mindset. So I'm thankful for that encouragement. And once I realized that, and prayed for a little bit, all that went away. It was really an encouragement that I did not get stuck in that negative mindset, that downward spiral as I would have three, four years ago. I was very much in the negative self-image of myself And I would get stuck in spirals that would just definitely last the day, if not longer. But by the grace of God, I have been trained now and continue to work on when that spiral starts. I go over my list of who I am in Christ Jesus, and we're going to go through a lot of those verses today. I do have two lists, and we're covering one of them today and talk about the different things we can claim about who we are in Christ Jesus. Let's pray before we get started. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for the change that you have made in my life over the last three or four. years, Thank you for all that you have done for me and all that you're willing to do for anyone else, so long as they humbly come to you and give their life over to you. You know, Lord Jesus, that I surrender to your will. I want you to guide and direct me in everything I do. I want to know who I am in Christ Jesus so that I do not believe the lies the world or the enemy is trying to tell me. And I want to focus on you. I want you, Lord Jesus, to be my main focus in life, that I strive to do your will each and every day that I do not allow myself to become overly lazy, but also do not allow my work that I feel you have called me to do become my idol and what I go to for comfort. Lord Jesus, I pray for each person who is listening that if they are lacking in knowing who they are in Christ Jesus, that you will confirm that. If they don't know you as their Lord and Savior, that you will bring them to that desire, Lord, and help them to find you um, as their Lord and Savior, I pray that you will be with me as I record this and each each person that listens to this, that we would honor and glorify you with our lives and our attitudes and help us to love one another as we love ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. The reason I thought about doing this was because we talked about loving ourselves and loving others. I also talked about going over the list that you need to know who you are in Christ Jesus. I am planning on eventually making a course about who I am in Christ Jesus. Currently, I am working on other things and I am starting working on the course about forgiveness. We talked last week about who I am in Christ Jesus and we've also talked in the past that I have verses up for me to look at, um, that I had a poster with verses from Ephesians 2 up on my walls and different things that have helped me. One thing that helps me when I remember and take the time to look at it is to remember that Christ has ownership of my corporation as Carol said back when I was at Plumline, Line and as she said on the first interview if I am stressing too much over somebody else's opinion then I just need to remember that God and I have controlling interest. For the person who came up with this concept, it's a stock concept. He said that God and I have 51% of my corporation. So we have the majority vote. Back then and even some now, that was not easy enough for me to see that that was enough. You know, because if I have 51, only 49% is left for anybody else to have. So that would mean I had ruling overall interest. I had the highest vote. I always said it was 55 from my bathroom mirror. I still have 55% God in me. Sometimes I do forget about that because I don't have to use that often. I forget about that concept. I am thankful to be able to say that most of the time when people's actions have made me feel less than, I realize that they can't make me feel less than and I need to work on who I am in Christ and I need to focus on that. Anyways, I have to realize that other people's opinions and actions cannot affect my feelings for who I am. And that has always kind of been a struggle with me. And it is a little hard even now with how I feel other people are reacting to me. I have to be careful with that and how sometimes I still get shy when I'm around somebody that I don't know well enough to carry on a conversation. It just gets a little difficult. But if I think about it, that God and I, in my opinion, own 55% of my corporation, 55% of my emotions, 55% of who I am. Our opinion counts that much. Right now, the most that anyone else can own percentage of my life is 45% at one time. Really, the only people who can have that much stake in my company, that much claim on my life is going to be my few closest friends and my kids and then my extended family, my parents and brothers and sisters. The ones I see daily, those are the ones that can have that much stake in my life and who I am. Someone that I meet out at the mall or some person driving that frustrates me. They're not going to have that large of a stake in my life. Their opinion should hold only like 10 to 15 percent, maybe more. And that's really hard to judge. But their opinion... Should not even be 40%. That would be for my close family and my kids and close friends. Someone that I see on a regular basis, but we're not really friends. They may have 25 to 30% of my stock. Some random person driving down the road who just cuts me off, 5 to 10%. They should not have any control over my attitude. So we need to take that into account. Like today, when I was mowing and I was coming in and I started to get a little sad, I was like, whoa, where is this coming from? You know, why did that thought come to mind? Because there was a thought that brought it on. Why did that thought come to mind? I was not even thinking about that. There's no reason for me to go down that road. I realized it's because if I got down today, then I would struggle with getting the podcast made and getting it done well. So I immediately just prayed about it and prayed that I was not going that direction and asked God to help my mind and focus my mind. It took me a while then to get more focused, to get all the ideas together, to record the podcast, and I've got a lot of good information. I think really to start with, we're going to talk about first the verses. They're not in any particular order for me. I'm going to go through and I'm going to tell you what the verse tells us and discuss it and then also read the verse. So who am I in Christ Jesus? First, I am called. I am called by Jesus and God to be theirs. They have called me for a purpose. They've called me with a job to do both in my teaching. There's a job for me to do in my parenting, in my friendships, and with this podcast, in my art. There are things that God wants done throughout my life. The verse is 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 3, and all of mine are the ESV version. His divine power has granted us all things that pertain to life and goodness through the knowledge of him who has called us to his own glory and excellence. Jesus has called us to show his glory and his excellence to other people. The second one is we are chosen and precious in God's sight. He cares for us when He created the earth. He said that we were good. Actually, the one from Genesis 1, 27, we are made in God's image. God created man in His own image. In the image of God, He created him. Male and female, He created them. In the beginning, when God created us, we were created in God's image. Each one of us is made wonderfully and beautifully made in the image of God and who God wanted us to be. Even things that we think are negative, God can use use those things to show how precious we are in His sight. And that has been a struggle with me for a couple of reasons that we've talked about in other episodes. I struggled with school all the time and that was really hard for me because my sister didn't. She loved to read and I did not want to do a thing with school. It was just hard for me to sit down and do my homework and get it done. So that really affected my self-image. I didn't know to think of myself in God's image, but I've been created in God in the way He wants me to be created. And even with Moses, God was able to use his weaknesses to show God's strength. I do believe where I struggle, God is going to use those to help others see him closer and to know that they are loved. I can be more compassionate and empathetic with students at school who are struggling with classes because I've been there. I can be more sympathetic with other people. Now that I have gone through recent traumas in my life, I am more empathetic. I may not understand what they're going through, but I can understand that there is hurt going on. And the second one before Genesis, we're talking about that we are chosen and precious. And that's first Peter chapter two, verse four, as you come to him, a living stone rejected by man, but in the sight of God, we are chosen and precious. We may be rejected by men. may be rejected for whatever reason by our generation, but we need to know that we are precious and we are chosen in Christ Jesus. The next verse says that we are free from sin and no longer enslaved to sin. This is due to the death of Christ Jesus when he died on the cross for our sin. He set us free from sin and the trauma of sin and that being death. With Romans 6, verse 6, it says, we know that our old self was crucified with Christ in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. He took all of our sin on him, and now we don't have to pay that price for our sin, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. We are set free from that sin. We do not have to die a death of eternal separation from Christ Jesus. Our debt has been paid. The next one is that we are led by the Spirit, and we are sons and daughters of God. Once we invite Jesus into our lives, the Holy Spirit comes and lives with us and helps guide and direct us. We just have to let him in, let Him guide and direct us, and we have to listen. It's real easy to get sidetracked, to lose track of listening to God and the Holy Spirit, to do what you want and think you're doing the right thing. You do need to focus in on God and Jesus. You need to spend time in prayer. You need to write down the things you feel that God tells you and continue to pray about them. One of the things I felt that I was told about a month ago was to start my course on forgiveness. And I started it. I just haven't gotten very far yet. I'm working on it, but I'm also working on other things. I'm working on doing that. I'm starting those steps where I feel God is telling me to go ahead and get started. That, I felt, was led by the Holy Spirit. I I prayed, and I just asked, what do I need to do? And I was quiet, and I was still, and I just felt in my spirit, you know, start your forgiveness course. Work on that. And the verse that goes with that is Romans 8, 14. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. We know that some of the versions now put sons and daughters in there, but the older versions did not we are welcomed into god's glory and we are to welcome others we are welcomed we're wanted this verse is romans 15:7 therefore welcome one another as christ has welcomed you for the glory of god include people make them feel important let them know that they are loved and that you are there be nice to the people who are checking you out at Walmart or the grocery store or helping you. And if you feel like someone has been rough with you at at some place, then, you know, maybe they're just having a bad day. Don't just get an attitude with it. Try to consider maybe things aren't going well in their life right now and try to just be kind to them. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Give mercy and grace to them because then you want other people to be able to give you mercy and grace when you are having a hard day also. In Ephesians 4 verse 23, we are told that we are a in the spirit of our minds. This is important, especially in the world today. It is real easy to get caught up in what's going on in the world and not to follow along with what the Bible says or get caught up in what's going on or get angry about what's going on and not know where you need to be in Christ Jesus we need to go be renewed in our minds and in our spirits and have the mind of Christ Jesus so that we are in line with his will and what he wants us to do. And that's hard to remember to do. When you get busy, you have kids, you're doing a full-time job, or the job's hard, you know, you're supposed to be paying the bills and doing all this other stuff. Sometimes it's hard to remember, I need to slow down. If you haven't experienced that real personal relationship with Jesus, that's really hard because if you're just doing the surface stuff, yes, you may be saved, but you're not really getting That relationship with Jesus, you're not really getting that closeness with him, then it's hard to continue to do that and it's hard to understand what you're missing. That personal relationship is wonderful to be able to enter the throne room of God. That might not be an image that you're used to and it might not be one that you understand at this moment. If it's not, pray that God will explain it to you or that you will understand it or that he'll help you find a sermon on it. In 1 Corinthians 2, 16, it says that we have the mind of Christ. Because once we have been saved, then we have the Holy Spirit living in our lives and guiding us and directing us. We have the mind of Christ. And all we have to do is ask if something's going on or you're getting angry, you're getting upset, you don't know how to act. All you have to do is say, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know which direction I'm supposed to take. And yes, sometimes we may make mistakes. I have made some in the past two or three years where I really thought I was seeking God's will. And I rushed a few things. You need to be careful to take your time not to rush it, but also know that we're not expected to be perfect. If you are trying to go on the path that God wants you to go, then you are doing an amazing job. You need to keep working on it. Keep asking for directions. Ask a friend for accountability. Ask someone to pray with you. Those are just some ideas of what you can do. The verse that goes with that, I said, was 1 Corinthians 2.16. We have access to everything God's Spirit is doing and cannot be judged by unspiritual critics. Isaiah's question, is there anyone around who knows God's spirit? Anyone who knows what he is doing has been answered by that Christ knows and we have Christ's spirit. That still was a little confusing at the end. Let me do 15 and 16 for the ESV. It says, the spiritual person judges all things, but is he himself to be judged by no one? For who has the understanding of the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So that's just saying people may not understand, but because we have the mind of Jesus Christ living in us, we can understand what God wants from us. We don't have to be worried so long as we take the time and we're patient and we ask God, what is it you want us to do? How do you want me to handle this? So we have the mind of Christ. Christ will help us and guide us when we ask for help and ask for direction. Just as today, I knew I was getting frustrated and I didn't want to get frustrated. I needed to know what thoughts did I need to have. In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, it says, We are a new creation. So therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. This is one that I struggled with a lot because I'd get frustrated, I'd get hurt. And I didn't know how to process those emotions. I didn't know how to communicate well with some people either. I was sinning a lot. I just felt like I was in a lot of sin. I was doing things wrong and really beating myself up for a lot. But when you go to Christ and you surrender to Christ's will and you surrender yourself to what he is doing then you can ask him for his strength, ask him for the correct emotions, ask him for directions on how to deal with something, and you can change the emotions that you are feeling. You can take that moment and let Jesus come in and change those emotions. Let your emotions be in line with what is Christian behavior and godly behavior and not go off continuing to sin, continuing to do what is wrong. That is something I wish I had learned years before. But it took going through the things that I have gone through to help me to see that the only rock I can stand on is Christ Jesus. I was trying to stand on other things. I was trying to make other things work. I was not standing on the rock of Jesus, on his foundation, and letting him work around me. And like I've said, I've even messed up on things since I've started to understand that. But I'm better. I'm catching them a lot quicker. I'm not making as big a mistakes. I'm not upset for as long when I start to spiral. I don't spiral for days. I spiral for a little bit and I can catch that a lot quicker. And I am very thankful that Jesus has given me people to teach me, tools to use, and the wisdom to use them when I need them. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that is the first step to loving yourself and getting to know who you are in Christ Jesus. We will be talking about more of who we are in Christ Jesus next week. I thank you for being here today, and I pray that you have a blessed day and a blessed week. Until next time, thank you for listening to Survivors Traveling Lightly. Please subscribe if you have not already so that you will know when our next podcast comes out. Also, if you would please give us a five-star review that would help other people to get to see the podcast. Please also share it with your friends. Thank you for listening to Survivors Traveling Lightly.